0: And now, Wolf Fights Open Mic. The bass jackers. I just came home, actually, from tour. Hey, guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Fights DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's
1: super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren.
0: Now, Open Mic. How's it going, Wolf Pack Nation? Chris Lehman back with you for another installment of our Open Mic podcast. This time, I'm joined by Juli and Nico of salt cathedral uh guys thank you so much for joining us i know you guys are in new york right now so it's been kind of crazy as we were, we were just talking about before we started
1: yeah absolutely um new york it's, it's, a, it's a crazy place right now and uh locally uh you know uh sometimes you think about music as something that is a luxury but right now i think it's kind of like uh something that makes you sane and um, like in moments where you, you can go out, music really uh, fits your soul and gives you a lot of like, uh, energy and positivity.
0: Yeah, and before we we get into your music uh, specifically, because I, I know recently you guys had your debut album come out, Charisma, uh, so we'll talk about that here in, in a sec. The first thing I want to get into, uh, since you guys are from Colombia, um, yep. I wanted to ask you about the name, Salt Cathedral. I was doing a little bit of research on it. I'm guessing it would have to do with Salt uh, Cathedral. I think I'm pronouncing this correct. Uh, Zipacrea? Zibak- Kira. Uh, I took a couple years of Spanish, but it's been a little while. Um, So how did the – is that where the name came from?
1: Yeah, basically we wanted to have a a name that uh, reminded us of uh, where we're coming from. We're originally originally from the capital city, Bogota. And so this salt mine is like maybe 40 minutes from Bogota. So think about like maybe – Whenever you're a kid, every kid from Bogota basically goes to this salt mine. It's like a it's like a wonder of of the world basically. Uh, and so whenever you're a kid, you always go there, and it's one of the most amazing places you ever seen. Uh, the miners basically built, uh, these salt miners were like digging in, and then through the process that were doing, um this the Via Crucis, a place where like they would kind of pray, and it became like a a, a cathedral, like a, a like a church, in a way for them. Um, that's that's basically why uh, we are named, and that's the reason. It's it's just like a, 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 a umbilical cord from from where we're coming from.
0: Uh, and as you mentioned from Bogota in Colombia, and this question for you, Huli, uh, just kind of getting into how you guys started in music. Uh, where did it all start for you?
2: Well, it's really interesting because we started making music in Boston, and we both grew up. Approximately like 10 blocks from each other and we had been to the same art school, which was a fairly small small art school There's like 400 people total Um, But we never met we had a lot of friends in common and then Nico and I met both studying um, jazz-related careers in Boston, Massachusetts, and that's when we started playing music together we both did a lot of since we did a lot of jazz we weren't really like writing pop music um but once we got together we started writing music we had a sort of a math rock band called Ilao Anico and then we toured with that and then that kind of was the seed of what eventually became Salt Cathedral and Salt Cathedral kind of was born out of you know leaving music school and understanding all the jazz, but discovering Ableton and electronic production and discovering New York and the New York music scene and everything that was around here. So we that's when we started like experimenting and we got our start um, producing and writing songs.
0: And you mentioned meeting in Boston. When did the, the two of you, uh, pre- uh, for each of you, I guess uh, this question is, uh, when did you come over to the States? When did you make the transition? Uh, was it around the same time?
2: Um, sort of. I came in 2009, I believe, and then Nico in 2007 because he went to LA first. So he was in okay. LA for two years. He, uh, he got a degree at MI, and then he moved to, to Boston. And so we both met up in Boston, but he had been in the U.S. for a little bit longer than
0: I had. And, and so this next question, I guess I'll ask uh, to you, Nico. How was it, and both of you could could weigh in on this. What was the transition like from Colombia to the states? I'm sure th- the cultures were definitely a little bit different.
1: Yes, it's a little bit different because uh, uh, the states are the states is a, it's, it's a country where like things work, it's efficient, there's a, a pragmatic uh, sense of things. Uh, Colombia, there's a lot of corruption and there's a lot of things that they're like it, it, things don't work like this is in in the sense that um, everything takes time there's no like a systematic uh, mindset about things so the shocking part about it is like wow like i actually can do this thing and it is not there's no bu- bureaucracy there's no uh, crazy things that is not going to let me do this thing you know and that, that was the main like shifting point from coming from Colombia to the states, and vice versa. The, the other part is like the Colombia has like this sense of family-based or like family-oriented things, a lot of collectivism, a lot of like um, warmth in in the interactions uh, is not driven by individuality. So that also kind of was a shock coming to the states, where like individuality is is it's part of the of the equation being here in the States, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, it's a, you know, in a way, like what I'm saying is like, it's not bad. It's just like, it is, it is part of like the, the cultural aspect of it. And it, it shocked me because I was like, how, you know, I'm, I'm. I still talk to my parents. I talk to all my friends, um, my brother, my sister, and we're very close. You know, like that that stereotypical thing about Latino that everybody know each other. They talk to their grandma. They talk to everybody. It's the real thing in Colombia. It is a real thing. So that was like very shocking for me to see people that they just get out, get out of their houses at 17 and they go on work and they go far away from their parents and they talk like just. Once in a while, it's not, it's not such a st- strong bond as in Colombia, for example.
0: Okay, and and Juli, I guess I'll ask you as, as we kind of transition, if you have anything to add to, to that, I'll let you start there.
2: Yeah, well, I, I can speak more from a very, very personal place of the shock that it was to come to America more than like a kind of like more thought out thing. is, I moved here and it was shocking that I remember self-checkouts. I'd never seen self checkouts. And to me, that was like kind of traumatizing. And, you know, at all these grown up with all these like kind of leftist ideals. And I was like, this is the ultimate capitalism. Like, I hate this. (laughs) Uh, you know, you don't even interact with people anymore. It's just machines. And, you know, 2009. Um, so I think that was shocking. And then the other thing that was very shocking was I moved here for college, um, when I, I was 20 and, um, I, a lot of the, the kids in my building, which were like BU students, everyone was getting like wasted all the time and literally like throwing up in the elevators and partying. And I had done all my partying since I was like 14. And I had been drinking since we were 14. Cause in Colombia you kind of like grow up really young. It was weird. And then kids here, it felt like, Oh, I left my parents' house. I can go get wasted. So I think that was very shocking to me because to me it was like academia. It's like, I, I got to go to a university. It wasn't like a let's go have fun and get drunk or something. It was like, wow, I get to study music. So, it was just a very shocking. It, those were the cultural things that I remember when I first moved being like, wow, this is weird.
0: And so, and so, when did the two of you make the transition over to New York from Boston? And was there any any specific reason for that? Yeah, we
1: well, yeah, it was like um uh, basically we were determined to do the, this music thing. And uh, we were we we had two options. Honestly, like we didn't consider Nashville. We were thinking about like back in the day, we we were not considering um, like a a, a small a smaller city or something that it was kind of like uh, just like we didn't know any better, you know. So mm-hmm. we were saying like let's go to New York or let's go to LA. We tried LA, and due to like the city at the moment, it was like 2011 or 12. We stayed there for three months, and we were like. This is not for us. Like, you know, we come from a city. We come from Bogota, a city that you can walk, a city that public transportation is a a real thing. And also, we, a lot of people from, like, because of the distance between Boston and New York, four hours away, uh, there was a lot of friends that that were there and there were, like, a a lot of, like, people that we knew that they were working in New York. So in terms of work and in terms of um, just basically feeling, like, a little bit like... uh, kind of like feeling like a little bit like home New York felt like the right decision because again like we have friends, colleagues, uh, opportunities and it was easier for us you know um, in terms of transportation and in terms of like uh, mental health I guess.
3: I see her so pretty why can't you see all of the other girls they want to be like her and find that they're finally free beauty lies in the eyes of love she winds up she winds down her beauty lies in the eyes of love she winds up she winds down her beauty lies in the eyes of
0: love the debut album charisma first of all just your general feelings once you were able to release that What what was the feelings once you released the first album <laughs>
2: It was heaven. I can't even explain. I mean, if if you looked into a little bit of Salt Cathedral, it, t- it took many years for us to release a, a debut album. Um, this was actually the second first album that we wrote. The first one didn't come out. because Industry things, label things. So um, it was kind of like a, a really big relief to actually, you know, say like we have a full album on, under our belt and like the work of two years is, is just it's out there. It's being shared with the world. People can understand in its entirety what what our world is because, and we've, we've gone through this as, as both a good and a bad thing in, in our career. And it's that we love music so much and so many different types of music that it's hard for people to box us in and pinpoint us. You know, it's not like, Oh, it's a hip hop artist. Oh, it's just an indie, like, um, type of like soft music artist. You know, we go all over the place and we're influenced by many different things. And so, um, it felt really good to be able to put out an entire body of work and be like, okay, here's the salt, a little bit of a little piece of salt cathedral.
0: So. Uh, and I'll ask this this next question for you Nico when it comes to just kind of the, the release process and uh, I've certainly seen this a little bit more you start to see artists will release singles and then those those are part of an album that later gets released uh, so you released some of some singles from the album and then the album uh, was that planned out did the pandemic and everything that happened have any impact on that or, or how did that all play out
1: no it didn't have any any the pandemic didn't have any impact it was just basically. Um, it was just like a strategy honestly it was kind of like we were like trying to find a way to have more visibility um, for the album so we took the single single based decision to do that in order to release the album honestly
0: And then uh, one thing that I found very interesting when I was looking through the song titles uh, some of them were in all caps some of them were all lowercase some of them were I, I guess you would say properly capitalized when it comes to titles. I'm sure there was a design behind that. What was that?
2: Yeah, I'm just, I'm a very visual person, and I'm very, like, instinctive. With, same with colors. And normally, I don't like caps. Um, I don't know. I don't use them in my everyday texting. I don't use them in, my, in emails. There's just something that looks kind of, like, better when everything's kind of, like, the same. So it's either all caps or all small. And then there was a couple ones that kind of seemed, because of the title, they just looked better. So I sat with them for a while, and I really thought it through and thought like what songs gave me what vibe and, and I feel like it, it really translated because for me like Caviar in Paris in all caps and being them together in the album and like I just it, it worked for me I, I can't explain it it was instinctual but there was definitely a decision behind it.
0: Uh, and that kind of leads me into another question I have that's not just about this album but just kind of the music in general for the two of you and, and you can both respond here. Um, talk about the the influences of kind of, uh, of growing up in Colombia and how that influences. And, and you talked about the different kinds of music you enjoy. How that all blends together into your unique style of music.
1: Well, the, I think the the thing that we have that makes it like a, I guess like shows that we're Colombians or our background as Colombians is that uh, our our our. Mentality about dance music is completely different uh, because we grew up like I think I think 80% of the music from Colombia is 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 made for for dancing for to dance and so you you grow up like everybody dances um, there's no machismo about dancing everybody dances in Colombia like it doesn't matter like who you are uh, there's different kinds of styles of dancing so dancing is highly appreciated in 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 the whole country and in in all the gener- all generations in Colombia so dance music is something that unites us and makes us uh, really enjoy uh, enjoy everything you know where like there's other cultures or other countries that dance music is not is not it's not centric towers like um, their gatherings, or their music, or their his, music history. Uh, for us, it is, and we grew up with that. So I think it's kind of like um, we kind of run away from that because we went for jazz, we went for like a lot of more, more like a, more as a listener, and and but then we came back with this record and we decided to put all these things that we were enjoying and enjoying much because it was like your it was our like prime like it was. Our necessity to to really to put those stuff in there in the record more like things that are more dancing more accessible more they're simple they get like that can take you to the attack you to the juggler you know what I mean it's like it's something that is just like very raw and you don't have to think about it so I think in in terms of the production um we are embracing all that stuff uh, and I think also there's a, there's a sense of our music that is very bright and joyous and happy and sometimes people see it as cheesy or see it as something that is not very to take um, importance or seriousness. But I think in Colombia, a lot of the music is very happy just because because the times in Colombia, the history of Colombia is very sad and it's a tragedy that uh, the music really kind of like, it's the antidote towers that unhappiness and sadness so you're not going to listen to radiohead in Colombia because we already the, the situation is already very sad you know what I mean uh, and so like you you, you 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 want music that uplifts up- uplift you you know and so our record in a way it can if it has that energy it's, it's uplifting it's happy it can be like to the point it's just like gives you like this breeze of fresh air it's just like you know have a good time, have a good time, you know? And I feel like a lot of the Colombian music that uh, I listen and the things, all my fellow friends, a lot of them, they, they have a little bit of that, you know? Uh, and that that stuck to us, you know? That really stuck to us. I don't know if you want to add to this. Yeah, no. There, sort of
2: or I mean, for uh, me, for me, it's interesting because I grew up with not a lot of music, just my family mm-hmm. didn't, didn't listen to a lot of music. And so, um, the only times i encountered music was with nico saying like culturally dancing is super important like we would literally go dancing every friday and saturday like when we were 14 and 15 couples dancing we would dance salsa and we would dance merengue and reggaeton and everything and so i never noticed at the time because you don't you know you're not dissecting these things when you're living them so i feel like i always have that like kind of duality between the moment that dance music goes on, I want to dance and I'm and we explore that in the music. But then there's a part of me that you're into for kind of like very silent, very ambient kind of things that are, are like more in a quiet, quieter space. And I think that for me, music kind of struggles and lives between those two worlds.
0: All right. and, and you both, I think, a little bit here have talked about uh, the, re- the reception and the reaction from people uh, of some of your, your songs. And this, I think, a l- little bit more for Huli when it comes to the, the reception of the new album and on, on Twitter. Very interactive on Twitter. I, I, I noticed in, in the bio, I think it says tweets by Huli. Uh, so you do a, a lot yeah. of the, the social media work. What is uh, How much do you in- enjoy and, and what do you enjoy about interacting with uh, everyone on social media?
2: Oh, I, I literally, and but Nico too, like on our Instagram, we respond to every single message that we get and we read everything. And it just, okay, so I, I've always thought that music takes on life when it's, when it in, the second it interacts with someone else. It's like a chemical reaction, you know, it's like changes co- color, mm-hmm. it's a catalyst. And it takes on a new form. And we've had like songs we've written that are about, you know, Holy Soul is about being an immigrant and people will come and say, you know, this was my breakup song. And, you know, you it, that's beautiful because everyone interprets music in like their own ways. And you kind of just put a sentiment out there that many times the actual musicality of it um, evokes. So, you know, the the sounds that you have, the pacing, you know, if people feel sadness or heartbreak. It, sometimes people don't really listen to the exact thing you're saying. And it happens to us with o- other artists' songs. So. Uh, interacting is super important we actually absolutely love it 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 springs to life it it makes the music spring to life for us
3: I with you, and I want a lifetime with you. Like you
0: and, and I guess only have like one last thing to, to really throw at you here and talk about, and that's kind of what's next. Obviously, everything for everybody right now is pretty uncertain. Uh, And I think amongst the music world, a lot of it is people are are kind of hold up working on their music. So is that where the two of you are right now? Or or what are the the plans looking ahead?
2: Yeah, well, we have actually a lot of plans looking ahead. Um, So we're making a reimagination of the album. It's going to be called Charisma Reimagined. And it's all the songs on the album reworked and rethought and kind of like gone into this like kind of space world where where kind of like the thought, and this was Nico's idea, was when you tour a record, you find new life in the songs and in the music because you play it every night. So you kind of like, it takes on this new meaning. And it was how do we take on a new meaning and explore the depths of this music without being able to tour it? And so the idea was to reimagine it uh, and to do different mixes of of every song on the record. And so we're going to do that and then release a double album on vinyl which includes the original record and the remix, the isolation record. And we already started writing our second album as well. And so we're kind of like doing a lot of things while waiting for, for, you know, for things to be able to open so we can actually go and tour. We still have a show in Chicago, uh, oddly enough, at the end of July. It's an outdoors festival. And so we're kind of getting it from there, doing what we can with making music from home we're um also going to do some videos for people we're going to do a charisma live video on our rooftop that we're going to release and and yeah so just kind of really pushing the our imagination there's always things you can do you know it'd be hard to just say like i can write two songs and wait we can write more than two songs we can do (laughs) a lot of things we're doing dj sets online and just a lot of performances online so it's been good
0: and so, Nico, what what about all of that? Do you look forward to the the most?
1: You know, I'm really excited to to record the the, the whole record in, in our rooftop because I grew up with Pink Floyd, and and I I, I just I, I recently watched the Torre Mua in the Desert video, uh, his live concert, mm-hmm. and I think it's a dream come true to just record a whole our whole album live mm-hmm. in a and see it and release it and and i think it's kind of like exciting in a in a really weird way because this is our like historical times and this is gonna we're gonna have a documentation of it so in a weird way i think it's like the best thing we can do for these times
0: all right well i thank you two so much for for the time i really appreciate you you jumping on and it's been a lot of fun a lot of fun to sit here and chat
2: Thank you so much for the thoughtful questions.
0: That was Juli and Nico of Salt Cathedral here on Open Mic.